welcome to this episode of Turtleneck Talk. The new date for every episode will be Tuesdays now. This is because it sounds better. Turtleneck Talk Tuesday sounds a lot better than Thursday. So we made the decision to switch it over to Tuesdays. Now this episode will be a little different because I'm not going to be talking too much about set stuff, but I'm just going to be talking a little bit more as I would in a normal conversation almost. And this is because we're going to be talking about beer and we're going to be talking about my father. But more specifically, we'll be talking about why my father could have possibly been a uh, bisexual serial killer. And this is because August 25th was the anniversary of his death. He died in 2003 on August 25th at 6.14 p.m. But uh, we will be talking about that today. But first I figured I would start with the beer portion because one thing my father loved was beer, as most Americans tend to, as most people tend to, I suppose. I don't think that's just an American thing. But we'll be going over some of the history of beer and some of the history of beer cans and... So if you're bored with that, well, too bad, you have to wait to get to the fun stuff. Now, the official birthday of the beer can is January 24th, 1935. And I know, that's a really crappy date for some people, but in the beer industry, that was a great date. And the first beer can was manufactured by American Can in 1933 for Gottfried Kruger's beer. But it didn't go on sale until 1935 making January 24th, 1935, the official birthday of the beer can. Now, the first beer can was a flat top. It was essentially like the top of any old can you'll find anywhere, and you had to use a church key to open it. Now, I know some people will laugh at me because of my use of church key, but that's what you use. You use a church key to open your beer. These were around until about 1970 or so. After that, crown top cans. Well, I guess shortly before then, because crown top cans went out by 1960, and what they were was essentially normal beer bottle top, but on top of a can, which is kind of funny because people buy those extensions now. They'll buy them to put on their beer cans, but nobody really cared about these, and they went out of style around 1960. They were just uh, too clunky, they would break too often, which was why the can was invented in the first place, it was because... They thought that it would be easier to ship and less likely to break, which is all around generally true until you bust a can open on something. The next sort of uh, can top came with the pull tab, or the tab top. The first one came out in March of 1963 in Pittsburgh, and I was almost arrested. I'm pretty sure it was in Pittsburgh. Could have been Harrisburg for trying to buy drugs off an undercover cop when I was 16 years old. I'm not about to be arrested for that anymore. But those pull tabs were different because they came off the can. And this caused a problem if they fell in your can or if you stepped on one. Some people choked on them. A lot of people cut their fingers on them. A lot of people cut their mouths on them. So they were a little dangerous, but they stayed around until 1975. And in 1975, the cans that we have and know today came out, these stay tabs. And these were a lot better because you were able to just open a can. These are what we have today where you just open it and it stays down and in. It doesn't fall out. You don't step on it unless you rip it off, but even then, the part that rips off is smooth. It's not abrasive and hard like they used to be, generally, anyway. You know, when I was a kid, a lot of people liked to make necklaces out of the pull part of the pull tab, and they would paint them and wear them around their necks and do all sorts of things with them, though I never quite got the point of it. It was a favorite hobby of many people that I knew. They really enjoyed doing that. 
Now, before I go on talking about my father, I would like to mention that he actually was a pretty good guy. He always made sure we had what we needed, and then a little extra once, you know, we had to wait for it, but we were always well provided for, and things were very good, and this continued up until his death. So I don't want to confuse people in saying that perhaps he was a, uh, a bad person, because he wasn't. He was a good person, a very hard worker, a very nice man. Like, he had a lot of friends. Nobody was afraid of him. Nobody thought he was weird, which, you know, it tends to be how it goes, generally. But uh, he was a good guy. He worked as an award-winning jockey for most of his life. Uh, he, he was 5'11", but he managed to become somehow this award-winning jockey with his father and his mother, neither of whom I met because they died before I was born. But I hear that they were very good people and that they probably would have liked me. But my father was different in regard to the topic that we're on because I do believe that it was possible that he could have been a bi serial killer. And this is because there were some weird things that went on in my childhood that now sort of add up as an adult that I go, you know, maybe that was a little weird. The first one I'd like to talk about being when I was maybe around four or five, I found a tooth, a human tooth lying in the middle of our living room floor. And I was so excited because I was also a very weird child. So I was so excited. Oh man, I found a tooth in my living room. I thought it was Christmas. I didn't know what the hell to do. I was so excited about this tooth. And I showed my mother and she was very confused about it. She had no idea how a grown tooth got on our floor. She was very off put by it. So we asked my father and he sort of just, uh, he, he brushed it under the table. He took the tooth, he wouldn't allow me to see it again, and it was never spoken of again. He was very weird about it. He reacted as if we found, you know, a porno magazine in his drawer or something weird, but I'll get more to that later. Now, one of my earlier memories regarding him was when I was maybe two or three, I was terrified of going in the basement. And sure, most kids are terrified of going in the basement, but I was especially terrified because I had swore I saw a skeleton down there one day. Now, chances are I probably didn't see a skeleton, or I probably saw a Halloween one, or, you know, something of the effect. But my, my father also forbid me from going into the basement for no reason except for the fact that I kept talking about this skeleton in the basement. And uh, that, that stopped when we moved to the next place. This whole skeleton business, I never mentioned it again. I was allowed to go to the basement again. And another odd thing about him was, he was very mild-mannered. He wasn't an angry person. He didn't act angry. I once asked my older brother if he ever saw our father do anything violent or weird or anything of the sort, and he said no, except for one time, he caught him just beating the shit out of a horse in a stable, just full-on beating the horse, for no apparent reason other than he was just angry. He exploded. So, you know, that was a little... okay... That's a little serial killer, like, you know. Um, another odd thing I found out, and I just found out this recently, while looking up some stuff about him, was that he had opened a P.O. box in Georgia. Now, this isn't weird if you think we lived in Georgia, but we didn't. He would have no reason to have a P.O. box in Georgia when all of his mail should have come to the house, but he apparently did, and he hid it so well that it wasn't found until about 15 years after his death. Now, I never saw him do anything violent. The most violent I saw him do was, or at least the most violent I saw him get, rather, was we had this dog named Piggy, and Piggy was sort of annoying. He was medium-sized, he was shaggy, he always smelled. I, th I guess that's why we named him Piggy. But uh, Piggy wanted to go out one day, 
And Piggy often destroyed stuff in the house, I should add. He wasn't a bad dog, but he wasn't a good dog. He had a separation anxiety. And one day he wanted to go out, and my father stood up to our door, and instead of opening the door, he just sort of stepped on Piggy. And I never understood why he did it. But Piggy yelped, and then he let the dog out. It was just as if my father needed to be cruel in that moment for whatever reason. So that was a little odd. Now that I think back, as a child, it was odd too. I just didn't know why. I didn't know why he did it. I thought maybe Piggy did something wrong or whatever. I know I was upset about it, and I believe he apologized to me later or just shrugged it off like it was no big deal. I can't quite remember. Now I should add, with his job, he was able to travel a lot. And as we know, the best serial killers tend to be traveling ones because they can kill people in multiple states, and some of the time, at least, police don't catch on because you do one in this state, two in that state, and they have to connect them. And if they don't, well, there you go. So back before me, at least, because once I was born, he uh, settled down and he took a job as a security guard at a racetrack, which required him to work second shift, 3 to 11, but another thing about that was he had the run of the racetrack. Nobody questioned his coming or going. He was well-respected at the track, or he seemed to be. Again, I was a child, but for my eyes, he pretty much can do what he wanted. He sat in his car when I went to work with him, and he'd have this little TV, this little black-and-white table TV, and he'd watch sports and daytime TV on it and all that sort of thing. So he had free reign at his job. He can come and go, essentially. Nobody would question. Nobody questioned where he was at any time. If he was doing his job, if he was at work, they, they assumed he was doing what he should be doing. But before me, he traveled a lot, so much to where he once left his wife and children in a barn, and then came back months later, not mentioning what he had done, where he had been. That, that was a little funny to me. Probably shouldn't have been, but it was. But, uh, that was something that happened. Now, as for the bisexual thing, <laughs> this is not something I enjoy talking about, but I'll mention it because a lot of people find it funny. When I was about seven, I had extremely bad anxiety, and I still sort of do at times and I still like this, where I have to know what something is, I have to know where everything is, and I have to know why it's there and what is it. Well, like I was being raised to be a serial killer, I slept in my mother's bed until I was about nine. I know, that's weird. I've been told it's weird multiple times now. Anyway, we had this drawer next to her bed, and one day I had to know what was in it. I became obsessed with opening this drawer. I had to know what was in the drawer. So I went and I opened the drawer. <laughs> Don't open the drawer. Never. Just don't. Especially when you're nine. Don't open it. Leave it closed. You don't need to know it's in there, right? No, I had to know. My nosy ass had to know. So I opened the drawer. And uh, there were multiple black dildos. Multiple. I don't even know. I bagged them all in a garbage bag and I hid them under the bed. And then I called my mother up later on when she got home from work. And I told her that I found a bunch of rubber dicks. Yeah, that was, those were my exact words at about seven years old. Seven or eight, maybe. That I had found multiple rubber dicks. <laughs> uh, 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 that I had found multiple rubber dicks in their drawer. Uh, she told me they were my father's. So we put them back in the drawer and I never questioned it again. Uh, I still mention it now and my mother still swears that they were for my father. She she knows I tell this story, so she shouldn't be too mortified. She's going to be probably a little annoyed that I accuse my father of being a serial killer, though. Sorry, Ma. But there was a lot of weird things about him that could have been perceived as that. I believe I'm running out of time here now. So, that's today's episode. My father may have been a serial killer. 
he had a lot of black dicks, and uh, now you know more about beer cans. This has been Turtleneck Talk. Uh, have a good day. Thank <laughs> you.